I am planning so much travel for 2023. I can't wait. I've seen so many of you posting on Instagram and TikTok asking for travel recommendations for particular spots. So I know you guys either have stuff planned or are itching for some fun vacays in the upcoming new year. So let me let you in on my little secret. And that is the Take Me Out of Office app. I always say this name is so on brand for DC because I think we all need to be taken out of the office every now and then. Anywho, this app is absolutely spectacular. Like forget about Yelp. This is a one-stop shop for your next vacation. And the branding is so cute, which is a huge plus for me. It's so easy to use and so simple. On the Take Me Out of Office app, you can make custom and might I add, very organized itineraries with other friends who have the app. This has came in clutch for bachelorette trips, girls trips, family trips, you name it. The app is also linked with Open Table, so you can make dinner resis straight from the app. And there are tons of recommendations on it for sites, hotels, workout classes, spas, restaurants, experiences. You can also steal other people's itineraries for your own trips. I put all of my recs in here too. From DC to New Orleans to New York to Paris to Greece, I put all of my favorite spots in the world on my profile and I update it monthly for you guys. I also put a lot of recs in here that aren't featured on my socials, so make sure to check it out. All you have to do is head to our show notes Tap the OOO link so you can give me a follow and download the app. Remember to head to our show notes so you can access the unique link and stay in the loop for all of my new recommendations. Hello and welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, the podcast for everything under the sun, designed to give you the inside scoop and industry secrets into entrepreneurship, lifestyle, fashion, health and beauty, and navigating your 20s. Meet your hostess, Veronica Drulia, swim designer, serial entrepreneur, lifestyle content creator, and now podcast host as she dives into spicy topics like dating, inner confidence, and becoming the best version of you. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hi, hi, what's up? Welcome to Martinis and Bikinis live today from fabulous New York City. I am your hostess, Veronica Julia. Today, I have on some very exciting guests. And this is actually the first recording I'm doing for the pod, so please bear with me. I feel like there's going to be a lot of laughter and nonsense in this episode, so fair warning. But this seems totally on brand for all of us collectively. Anywho, I want to welcome on my two lifelong friends, Betsy Bradshaw and Ellie Friend. We can dive into how we all met and all that other fun shit in just a second. But first, I wanted to explain a little more about what today's episode is going to be like. We're going to chat all things friendship, childhood friends, lifelong friends, toxic friendships, support systems, how to make friends in a new city. And we'll dive into that, just making those lasting connections and much, much more. Okay, well, I want you guys to introduce yourself. Betsy, I'll let you go first. Just tell tell the people about you. All right. So I am Betsy. I'm from New Orleans and I relocated to Los Angeles and I love it out there. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here with two of my besties and supporting Veronica on her podcast debut. It's going to be really fun. Yes, agreed. Okay, Ellie girl. I'm Ellie. I am from New Orleans and I still currently live there. I'm a dietitian during the week and I love New Orleans. I, I think it's a blast. I still have a lot of friends that live there. 
So yeah, I'm just, you know, doing all the things that a 20-year-old does. 20, <laughs> mid 20s. A person in their 20s does. Yes, yes. I would 100% go back to being 20 if I could. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe 22. Like that was yeah. that was a good a good year, but Ignorance really is bliss though. Like it I is. feel like I know too much now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just like, you know, had to start getting my own health insurance today. It was hard, but that I did scary. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank God, because, like, you basically almost got beat up on the subway. It's true. <laughs> it, that oh, is my true. God. That New York is chewing us up and spitting us out. I could have put it to work today. I, I just did get assaulted a bit on the subway for stepping on this poor woman's toes. I she didn't it, I think step was, on her toes. It was so, yeah, it I was, was just, sitting down next to her. I I did not see you step on her toes. I mean, maybe maybe metaphorically I did, though. I think, I'm going to be honest, I think she was having a bad day and she saw three happy girls come onto the subway and she said, well, damn, if I'm going to be unhappy, everyone's going to be <laughs> unhappy today. And she just picked a fight. That's what I really think happened. We yeah. looked so happy. Yeah, We were clearly gleefully just skipping through life. Yeah, so I guess... My first question for you guys is, what do you think is the perfect recipe for a lasting friendship? Being silly and honest and sweet and fun. I think silly, though, really. Like, silly, you have to be silly. Yeah. If you're not silly and you can't let loose with your friends and be comfortable just being your authentic self, then those aren't your friends. Like, if you feel like you have to be cool in front of your friends, those aren't your friends. That's you shouldn't have say. to feel like you have to, like, be cool. No one should be the cool girl. No. No. Like, no, you shouldn't think of your friend as, like, the cool girl. No. I don't know. I think we all take ourselves way too seriously in life. And I think whenever you're with your friends, like, that's a moment for you to just be yourself and, like, be organic. And I think people that put way too much pressure on, you know, their whole appearance and the way that they present themselves around their friends. Those are the people that you usually don't, like, enjoy being around, you know? Right. It's all, like, so, like, fabricated in a sense. You know, you want to, like, go to your friends and feel, like, just really human and fun and playful. Like, you want to be able to go to your friends and know that you won't be judged no matter what you say. You could say, I gave my boyfriend a blumpkin last night. And Betsy has been, like, literally all day saying that she wanted to, like, drop the word Blumpkin somehow. She and I'm it. like, how are you going to do this? We did it. We get did it. it, Joe. Done. Okay. okay. Get that off. Uh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm but, sure it'll make another appearance. But for real, your friend won't judge you for that. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would absolutely judge you. Do you want to explain to the viewers what a Blumpkin is? No, this is where you get your little phone out and you go play this on is, Google. Yeah. Ask Google. This is Google where you hang University. out with your friend Google. She's a good girl. She I, knows it all. I so the recipe to a perfect friendship. Blumpkins. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. All right. I'm better. I'm glad I like got that off my to do list. Oh my god. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> I'm so glad that you did. But yeah, Ellie, what were you gonna say? Well, now I'm just distracted. So I'm just <laughs> thinking about how I would judge Betsy for a blumpkin. <laughs> but, yeah. but that's, you know, that's okay. You can The other thing, though, about you said honesty, being honest with your friends. So I think we're both very honest with each other. If one of us is doing something that is annoying or like you're bringing down the group average mm -hmm. or like you just, you know, have a, have a, um, what is it? A, 
a Bulgarian. A Bulgarian. In your nose. Like, you need to tell your friend if they have you're a Bulgarian. Gonna, you need to call them out. Like, yes. you can't so just also, like. Oh, sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but um, code word for Bulgarian. It means bugger. It means bugger. Yeah. It does. <laughs> Bulgarian is a bugger. A Bulgarian is a bugger. But like, if you are being an absolute fool, like, Sometimes you just have to get fussed at by your friend. Yeah, yeah. And not be upset about it. Just, you know, like a correction from your mother. It's exactly what that is. I actually recently had a friend break up. And those are really hard. Yeah, I think it's harder than like an actual breakup sometimes. It's really hard. But I'm fine because like we just talked about when it's somebody that's not adding to your life, it's okay. But back to honesty, this particular friend was basically just telling me and my roommate each what we wanted to hear. And like, I'm not always going to be right. Like if I'm fighting with my roommate about something, I might be wrong. So tell me, say, you know what? I love you, but you're wrong on this one. So basically like, you know, she wasn't honest with us and she got cut. Yeah. And I, I'm a firm believer that she got the boot. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that if somebody is not treating you the way that you should be treated, then removing them from your life is not bad. Like, no. I think that you need to look out for your own well-being. You need to, like, evaluate people's morals and values and really think hard if this is the type of person that you want to surround you and be in your life. Because I think energy is so big. Like, it really, like, is such a formula for our entire lives. Whoever you spend the most time with, if they're, like, just bringing in like a bunch of negative energy and they're like bringing you down, then there's no reason to surround yourself with people like that because you're not going to be lifted up from that. It's just going to keep bringing you down. Those type of people like bring you down with them type of thing. And then everybody's down. Everybody's down. And we just like, I want to be happy and silly. and Right. Uh, it's always so hard when you have a friend breakup and then you look back and you're like, wait, my life is actually so much better. I'm happier. My vibration is better. My energy is better. Like, my time's being spent better. You know, it's... Yeah. Dog eat dog. It yeah. happens. It happens. Do you guys have, like, group chats? I'm still in a group text with, like, my entire high school lunch group, which was, like, 15 to, like, 17 people, depending on the day. And I went to an all-girls high school, so, like, we have maintained our friendship. Like, it's not that everyone's, like, BFFs, but like we still have a group text. We pretty much text in every day and people are very supportive in it and like, you know, send funny things, sad things like, you know, like, like what type of funny things. <laughs> we do a lot of research, I would say. Um, data, data collecting. Data collection. Oh, like so, FBI. Stuff? Oh, like, yeah. Data. Like, oh, you know that. how girls can be better than the CIA. So if you ever need something figured out, you just send it in the group text and a name a picture, a thumbprint, you know? Do you guys like, think guys do that? I do, actually. I have learned a lot about male friendships through, they use GroupMe. I don't think they necessarily use, like, the group text, like, iMessage chat, like we do, but they all have GroupMe's with, like, names, and, like, it's just, like, constantly going off. And I do think that we do appear in the group group me's that is horrifying yeah. have y'all ever seen the meme where it's like i wonder how many times i've been killed and kill mary fuck oh yeah it's it's one of those oh my like, god somebody's gonna they they're gonna play that with this they are one of us will be killed all right everybody <laughs> no, listen everybody that? listening in your head right now you can play kill mary fuck with veronica ellie and i just think about it 
Don't tell us. Now that don't was ever a, tell us. That was a fun little game for the listeners. That was yeah. good. It was I interactive. Don't that we, we don't want to know though. It was so. interactive. They liked it. I probably need to be humbled a bit. They liked it. I probably got killed the most. No, I, I, th- I think <laughs> it was Blumpkin. <laughs> no, I got fucked for the Blumpkin. Kill, kill Mary Blumpkin. No, I got fucked. I got I got fucked because the Blumpkin. I'm dying. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Is that a luxury? Someone report back. I'm surprised that men use group me. Like I thought that that was like <laughs> retired. Like what do you guys do on bachelor trips? Like probably- Oh, I know what they do on bachelor trips. <laughs> oh, here we I go. recently crashed a bachelor trip in Vegas and my husband will not get one. He will not get a bachelor trip. He doesn't get one. They are nuts. The bros are crazy. They're crazy. Well, for confidentiality reasons, I'm going to leave it at that. But the bro down throwdowns, be careful. Yeah. Proceed with caution. Oh my god. Yeah. Everybody's wedding ring is removed. Everyone's wedding ring is removed. It's a lawless land. Joint bachelor and bachelorette parties are what you should do. Well, I guess like, I don't know who was telling me this recently. Maybe it was like my mom or somebody. But she was like, back in the day, like that actually was like your last day of freedom. So like you were technically able to do like whatever you wanted. I feel like now, like that is absolutely not the case. I would also hate if my like future husband, like... Like, fuck some girl, like, right before our wedding day. Yeah, it's not cool. And no. then, like, you know, no. where did this rash come it's from? It's the last bang before the rang. But it shouldn't be. No, no, it's bad. It's bad. The bros are bad. The bros are bad. Well, let me just You heard say, it here first. The bros are bad. Friendship. Speaking of friendship and bachelorette trips, I asked my mom, like, where she went. She's never talked about, like, her bachelorette trip or whatever because they didn't do that, like, they didn't go on trips like they had like that one night like your mom said and so betsy and i took it upon ourselves to plan my mother's hen we're calling it we're a gonna hen. give her another bachelorette party yeah exactly yeah. she deserves a hen we should do the hen in new orleans when you're there yeah everybody's invited to the hen party we're gonna jan's have a hen, hen party <laughs> my mother's jan's hen party. hen party will be the first week of january january her name is january, january. Yeah, I mean, I have made up that that rumor. A lot of people believe that my mother's real name is January. It's not, but January Jones. Well, it is like your birthday month, you know. It is, so it's hers too. Capricorn. It's season. the Capricorn season. Yeah. yeah, me and Ellie are both Capricorns. I'm a Taurus. Oh, we're compatible. It makes sense. Love that. Imagine that. Yeah. Do you like? Well, speaking on friendships, do you feel like horoscopes are like pretty accurate whenever it comes to like your friendships? Like you vibe with like certain signs more than others. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't really know the signs enough to be able to, but I do know, I think I'm pretty similar to all of my Capricorn friends. And then I don't know, who am I supposed to be compatible with? Betsy. Me. Like what months? Like what? April. April. I think you're my only friend who has an April birthday. I don't know if I agree with my signs qualities. Some of them I do, some of them I don't. Yeah. Like apparently we're very cold and we're very stubborn i can see that i i I thought capricorns were very like goal work oriented like organized like got my shit together yeah but i think of it's people also say like heartless or like no emotion yeah which i can relate to i don't know i think you might that might be on you that might be you're the outlier you have too many emotions i think well so i'm on the last day of like the capricorn timeline so I'm technically like a cusp with Aquarius. 
So my rising is Aquarius. So like socially, I'm like considered an Aquarius, but like real, like Veronica <laughs> is a Capricorn. Okay. I don't really know the logistics of that, but I have it's an Aries moon and it comes out sometimes and I it's really scary. I don't know. Yeah, that's fiery. Aries is a fire sign. I have a friend who's an Aries. She's like super fiery. It's oh. awesome. I feel like I'm back in LA with this conversation. I know. I know. Let's move on. So do you find it hard to make friends as an adult? Yes. I honestly, like I work in an office, so I became like friends with all my coworkers who were like all different ages and like it, there's guys, there's girls. Like I just think like making friends, it becomes something different. Like when you, as you get older, like in college, all my friends were the same, like sorority girls goal driven like everybody had a like hard major they were working towards but like we partied like it was fun like everybody was in the same boat and like now I consider like some of these people I've been working with like the past two years like my good friends I mean do we like go out together no but like do we still like have group messages and like text not at work like yeah and like I know I could come to them with anything and like vice versa would you invite them to your wedding Yes. Okay. Yes. Like the those kind of people where it's like they would want to see me get married or like they are like excited for like to hear about my weekend or yeah. like also because I am like the runt of the group, the youngest and like I do the most and they're kind of like it's like a parent figure almost mm -hmm. is like I guess the age range. But like yeah. they're my friends. I think that's important. Like I think as I've gotten older, I've realized how important it is to have friends from all stages of life. Walks of life. Yeah, yeah, walks of life. Like, I have a lot of friends now that are, like, in their mid-40s, but then I also have friends that are, like, in their 20s, like, early 20s. Right. And I think it's important to surround yourself with, like, different types of people because, you know, I think if you're just exposed to, like, one age range and, like, people that have, like, these same shared experiences, you're just kind of not putting yourself in, like, the best light. Like, right. it's good to, like, have that variety. And, like, different perspectives. And I think, yeah, like different ages, like right. and like I've become like, I don't know, I guess like your siblings or like your family members, you know, like you can consider them your friends, too. Yeah. And I think it's cool mm. because the older people in my life, like they have so much experience and like life lessons and advice. And I really just like take that wholeheartedly. Right. And then like my younger friends, you know, that's how I kind of like stay like young and like trendy, you yeah. know, like what's yeah, yeah what's hip. Gosh, I sound old saying that. What, what do the kids think is hip? <laughs> I recently went to Europe with um, a 17 and an 18-year-old. And let me tell you, I kept them young. The kids are just not what they used once were. They don't have the... It's the iPads. They don't have the gusto that we that we have. The young gusto. It's the iPads. It all comes back to the iPads. Oh, my gosh. I agree. Well, whenever yeah. I went to Europe in college, like, I just remember it being like, you stay in a hostel and you're staying with like these random strangers with like bunk beds. And then like all of a sudden I'd like find myself like passed out on the ground somewhere in like Prague with like and there's dirt no, all over my face. There's like no in the street. Save you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was, you know, like a which is unsafe. Nobody do that. Don't it's, do that. it's really bad. Yeah. But no, I um I had a blast with them. And like that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you just become once you're more comfortable, I think, with yourself, like in your you're not trying to fake anything like you can be friends with whoever you choose to be friends with like I think that is another big part of it too like yeah. you're not trying to impress anyone exactly and what do you think are some good ways to make friends as an adult like I think that's my most frequently asked question 
living in D.C., a lot of people are transplants and they move to D.C. and they have a really hard time meeting people. I actually think that D.C. is a very easy place to meet people. Like there's so many opportunities like intramural sports. There's so many restaurants. There's like so many activities to get involved in like college alumni groups. I think it's amazing. But I've met a lot of friends through social media, which is like actually really crazy. And Betsy, like, I know that you're in L.A., so, like, I'm sure that's pretty common, like, to meet people through social. I have made my friends in L.A. through other friends. We were talking about this earlier, just when you move to a new city and you have new people who you don't really know. Like, it's kind of comforting when you have a friend that someone else can vouch for and say, like, hey, this is my friend Sally. Like, I think y'all are really going to hit it off. And it's like, okay. I know that if Ellie is vouching for Sally, like Sally might be like kind of normal or cool or fun. It can be scary to meet new friends. Yeah, yeah. I or think it's you good. don't know what people's intentions yeah. are always. Yeah, you have a background check almost on these. Check people. their IDs, yeah. see their name. <laughs> Definitely something organized versus just like I don't know. Sometimes like it's hard to have like a lasting friendship with someone if you just like go out, you know, and you're exactly. like I'm yeah. just going out to meet people because like. Everybody's I mean, you're your usually best. drunk when you're out. Your yeah, friend. everyone's your bestie. Yeah. Oh, you know what's the worst? And it's hard to follow up. Whenever you meet somebody at a bar and then like maybe weeks go by and like some random person comes up to you and they're like, oh my gosh, hey. And you're like. I don't remember. Just deer in headlights. Yeah, deer in headlights. Deer yeah. in headlights. Like, I don't know who this person is. And it, it makes me feel bad. Like, I think it's like helps me like take down my drinking a notch because I'm like I want to actually like remember the conversations that I'm having with people but yeah I don't think bars are like still off the table I think you can definitely meet people there I think workout classes are great too I think like just go to the places that you would like dog parks yeah if you have a dog I love a good dog park yeah I think going to the places of things that you enjoy is a great way to meet somebody that like has the same values as you And, like, your neighbors. Like, if you have neighbors, I don't know, like, if you live in a kind of, like, young neighborhood or whatever, like, I don't know, make friends. Like, go. I'm making friends with my neighbor. Yeah, I feel like you do. Like, y'all, you can host something. makes friends with anyone. Let's be real. Slip an invitation under the door. Slip a little invite under the door. Yeah. Well, it's actually crazy. I met one of my, like, really, really good friends in D.C. because we were set up. So uh, one of our mutual friends, she's a photographer in D.C., We both knew her individually, and she was at a party, and she was talking to my friend Taylor, and she was like, you know what? I actually know somebody that—you guys remind me so much of each other. I'm going to set you guys up. Y'all need to hang out. So Taylor ends up DMing me, and she's like, hey, girl, like, do you like to, like, work out? Maggie said that, you know, we would be great friends. Let's do a soul cycle class sometime. So she picked me up. I never met this girl— Picked me up in her car oh at gosh. six in the morning and we went to Soul Cycle. And ever since we've been homies, you Aww. know? So I think what helped us. She took you under her wing. She did. She did. And I think what helped us was like our first conversation was so not service level. Like I was telling her like crazy things <laughs> like that I wouldn't normally tell a stranger. And I think whenever you have that comfort with somebody from the get go, that like can really, really help develop a lasting friendship. Like yeah. if you're just like super transparent and like there's a vibe. It's kind of like dating. Exactly. (laughs) It is. I mean, you're just dating everyone at this point. We're just dating our friends, but not giving them Blumpkins, essentially. It's like you don't... It's friends without benefits. It's friends without the benefits. Yeah, it's just that. Speaking of making friends in workout classes, 
I know just the place for my DC residents. This has been one of my go-to spots in 2022, and I am so excited to continue my journey with them in the new year. The class is a mix of strength training and HIIT. It reminds me of my high school volleyball days where I truly felt like I was in the best shape of my life and felt my strongest physically and mentally. I walk out of this class feeling so high on life, y'all. I'm not kidding. Flex is located inside an old fire station, which is such a vibe. The aesthetic is unreal, and they have built an incredible community. Also, the owners, Matt Musuvian and his wife, Katie, are the cutest thing ever. I literally was doing a strength workout next to her while she was nine months pregnant. What a badass. Not only do they have their movement classes, but they also have collaborated with other fitness instructors in the DMV area to bring you all sorts of workouts in 2023. So lucky for you, your first class is on me. All you have to do to claim this free class and try it out for yourself is by heading to their site, www.moosefit.co slash flex dash DC. That's moosefit, M-O-O-S-E-F-I-T dot co slash flex dash DC. Book your class by using promo code VDFLEXFREE. That's V-D-F-L-E-X-F-R-E-E for your entire class free. Again, that's VDFLEXFREE for your entire class free. And if you like it, you can use code VDFLEX for $75 off your entire unlimited membership, where you will gain access to tons of different workouts, instructors, and a whole new community. That's code VDFLEX, V-D-F-L-E-X, for $75 off your unlimited membership. See you there. Yeah, well, Betsy met a friend last night. Tell, tell them. Oh my fucking goodness. I had the best night of my night last night. Best night of my life last night. I saw this little guy and I was like, wait, this person looks so familiar. I went up into, I got in his face. I got a little too close, I will say. And I said, hey, have I seen you in, am I tweaking or have I seen you in something? And don't lie to me. And he looked at me and he goes, you've seen me in something. And then he walked away and I was like, who is that? Who is that? And someone goes, that was Rico from Hannah Montana. It was Moises Ares. It was Moises Ares. He was in a do-rag and a big leather jacket. I met, I would like to repeat, I met Rico from Hannah Montana. Hey, it's Rico. Rico. Like, Rico, wait, what did he do? He I was also like a slid into his DMs. Okay. I would, I'm going to try to date Rico. We had a moment. <laughs> you kind of like give off Miley Cyrus energy. I think I have gotten that. I think that he saw it. And it was I, familiar. I just want to like. Yeah. Rico. He was like the first like child villain, I feel like. Yeah. What did he do? Like owned a taco stand at nine years old? He bullied Hannah Montana's brother. He was bullying Jackson. He him and a, Jackson. He is a businessman. Yeah. Speaking of childhood and entrepreneurship, Rico is the spokesperson. He was the original entrepreneur. Rico is the original entrepreneur. I love him. I hope he watches this. Yeah. Well, if you guys date, you can show him later. Wait, what's his name? Y'all say it again. Can you read the text? Yeah. Here's what I DM'd him. Moises. I said. What did you DM? Moises. Moises. I said. You're going to have to, like, it's like Moses, but like with a a Boston accent or like what Moises. I said, I saw you at Temple last night. So great running into you. Made my night. Let's get drinks this weekend. I leave on Sunday. Has he read it? Well, this is a screenshot that I sent Mary, oh. but I don't think he'll respond to me just because 
of how aggressive I was when I saw him at Temple. I did see you, like, run after somebody. And it, it was, like, it was... It was too aggressive. It wasn't... It was I didn't a play, aggressive. I didn't play it cool. I didn't, I didn't play it cool. Okay. So, moving on. Love you, Moises. All right. Moving on from Moises. I just... It, thank you for making my night. I love you. She's starstruck. Starstruck. <laughs> so, this is a good one. Do you think that you need to keep a friendship with someone just because you've known each other for a long time? No. No. And I think that I think people are friends at like different stages of their life. Like maybe they were party friends or maybe they were grammar school friends or elementary school for those who don't know what grammar school is, the northerners. But that doesn't mean like it's like a relationship. Like, you know, you might have been like high school boyfriend and girlfriend. That doesn't mean that's such a good like, that doesn't mean that y'all are still the same person. Because you're not. Like, yeah. you know, you grow up. And then also, like, maybe you were just, like, naive and didn't really know y'all weren't on the same page or something. But I have had friendships where I've known them my whole life. And, like, we've gone through phases where, like, we didn't, you know, we weren't friends. We weren't hanging out. Like, we were still obviously, like, thoughtful of each other. You know, like, happy birthday friends. Like, happy birthday friends. Happy birthday friends. But where you like send someone like a happy birthday text and like you yeah. only have and then a text, you go through their text and it's and just, it's happy, just birthday happy birthday, birthday, birthday yeah birthday. maybe like you are in a different phase of life and like y'all rekindle like I've had that happen and I mm. think that that is really cool because you know that it is like a true friend or like yeah. a lifelong that's kind of what happened with I feel like us, us yeah. yeah like Veronica moved away and she's always someone that we love and like a sister but she left New Orleans. And kind of did her own thing, but like here we are. Yeah, like and I nothing, feel like, whatever. Yeah, sometimes things just go full circle. Right. Like never in my life would I expect to own a business with two people that we went to elementary school with. Right. Yeah. And I would never expect us to be sitting here today recording a podcast episode about friendship. You know. So I think it's really crazy how life has its twists and turns, but sometimes people find their way back to each other. But. For me, you guys know about this. I had a friend break up a few years ago, and I think our time apart was, like, so good for us moving forward. Like, I think sometimes, like, it's not necessarily, like, a toxic person. Like, nobody's— again now, though, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, like, nothing's in the wrong, you know? Like, nobody's in the wrong necessarily. Like, there can be miscommunication. There can—I think what people don't know is actually every two years, every single cell in our body completely regenerates. So we're actually not the same people that we were two years ago, which is crazy. That's cool. Good to know. So I think sometimes like... New body count, everything... (laughs) Everything starts over. Reset. Exactly. I think what happens is sometimes life gets in the way. People have different shit going on. And I don't necessarily think it makes one person like toxic. I think sometimes the friendship can just become toxic because you aren't what you need for each other. Right. And then I think finding your way back to each other is actually really beautiful. And I think that that can sprout like an even greater friendship. And friendship is like a flower. Like you have to like water it, you know, so you have to like care to it. And beautiful. Yeah. And both people have to put in effort. Mm -hmm. Like it's not. That's another thing I feel like people lose friends over is like one friend is always reaching out over and over and like maybe the other person isn't putting in any effort like that's not gonna work you have to kind of both like meet in the middle but you should care like if someone's really your friend 
you should want to yeah. like like I care about what my friends are doing. I'm like, wait, like, how's it going with this guy? Like, what what did you do this weekend? Like, I have FOMO. Like, what's going on over there? Like, you should want to be making that effort if it's actually your friend. You know? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. It shouldn't be like a job is what I'm trying to say. Like, right. it shouldn't, you shouldn't be like, oh my God, I have to catch up with Ellie. Have to call Veronica and see what she's up to. Like, you should be like, oh my God, like, I need to call Ellie. I need to call Veronica. Let me right. give her a little text. Right. Let me send her this video. I miss her. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we should move on to the submitted stories. Oh yeah. Let's hear them. It's juicy. We're going to read some of our favorite submissions and then we're going to tell some of our own. Okay, we're going to share the first story. So this person said, they prefaced it with, can I share my very embarrassing story, but don't share my name? (laughs) Of course. Sure. So here's a great one. I legit wet the bed until I was like 14, like a fucking pet dog or something. And then had to give a speech at summer camp to the six to eight-year-old campers about how you shouldn't be embarrassed to wear pull-ups because I'm in senior camp. I was 14 years old. And I still was wearing them, and I got an award for it. It was presented to the whole camp at the end of the summer for being a camp hero. Also to this present day, at least once a year, when I'm completely blackout, I'll wet the bed while sleeping with my boyfriend, but he still loves me forever. That's great. Good guy. So some things never change. Captain Underpants. That's exactly what I was going to say. It makes me think. She makes me think of Captain Underpants. The hero. The the pull-up wearing hero. Captain Underpants. I think that's human. If they did that at our summer camp, we had boys. I'm sure this is an all-girl camp. I don't know. It must be. They would not do that with boys. They should. She, he. I'm assuming it's a she. I think it's a girl. She should put that pull-up back on. Wear that pull up proud on her junkie on her junkie nights. Like he doesn't want to wake up and clean the sheets. Yeah, camp hero needs golden to make a shower. Back. Yeah, camp hero Gosh. needs a what? Sometimes when I'm really hungover, this is like an antidote. But sometimes when I'm really hungover, I think about how I don't want to get up to pee, and I'm like, I could wear a diaper, or I would love a catheter. Just someone come put a catheter in me and yeah, let me die like, in my bed. So let comfy. me rot. It's nice and, yeah. With my... Let me just rot here. Okay, that I was I feel a good like one. this happens to a lot of people. Yeah. And it's not really talked about. Like, I think a lot of people wet the bed as an adult. When was the last time? Everyone needs to be honest here. I have mine. Everybody say when the last time they wet the bed was. Mine was Hurricane Katrina evacuation. Oh, mine was... I don't know. Mine might... I don't... I don't... I have been bed wetted on before and me that too was, i'm not a bed wetter but i have been bed wetted on you've I've, never wet the bed i'm I've, not a bed wetter i think you're a bed wetter. i think you're either a bed wetter or you're not or you get bed you're wetted a better on. you're a bed wetter <laughs> better no, wetter. better <laughs> i'm not a bed wetter it was just like really scary being evacuated and i didn't know where i was and i was in fourth grade and so i just like stayed sleeping but i'm not i want to i'm not a bed wetter it was this isolated incident okay well fourth grade that's a lot of that's a long time ago yeah so we'll, isolated we'll incident yeah, well, to be fair, a lot of these submissions, I would say like 80, 90% are about either shitting yourself or peeing, so. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just lose control. Everybody does it. Yeah. Just let them loose. Yeah. Let it loose. I think these stories. Better out whole, than in. I think my whole purpose with these submissions was I wanted people to feel like closer and connected to one another. Like, I feel like we're so embarrassed of like the most meticulous things. And I think whenever I was reading these, it made me realize that nobody has really had, like, a truly unique experience. Like, 
we've all had situations like <laughs> the camp bedwetter. <laughs> and I think that just humbles us a bit. It keeps us grounded. You're right. Like, if you think you're the only the person that that's happened to, you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Well, I would just like to say to this girl, Captain Underpants is what we'll call her. She did make me giggle today. Of course. And I do feel close to her, even though I, you won't tell me who she is. So this one is very interesting. Let's hear it. It's definitely different than the ones I got. So it says, I used to ride a horse to school because there was no other form of transportation available. What city is was this happening in? Like I, I don't New Orleans? Don't no, it wasn't New Orleans. There's no way. Must be like Lafayette. Must be one of your Lafayette friends. No. Well, so it's someone just, from DC. I don't know where they're from originally. Tie the horse up outside and like put it by the bikes. <laughs> just tie him up and like water and feed him occasionally. Like, Maybe there was a barn. Okay. Uh, that's cool. I don't think that's embarrassing. I think that's pretty cool and unique. Yeah. Like, well, the like horse gets to come to recess. You get to play with your pet. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, speak. Oh, like show and tell. Yeah. Speaking of like riding to school this is actually really embarrassing for me whenever i was in middle school you guys know my mom becky love her becky is nuts i love her to death becky julia veronica's mom yes she she when she wasn't late bringing me to school i think in the first grade i was late every single day every day oh it's a great segue oh god i'm so scared but she would you. bring my lunch to school. Oh, yeah, because the tomato couldn't make the bread soggy. I still remember. Yeah, so, you know, I couldn't get there on time, but at least my tomatoes. Her tomato sandwich. I think it. that this is a, as best of a time as ever, talking about how Veronica used to be late for school, for Veronica to share something on her heart. Remember when you were late for camp? Okay. It's time, Veronica, to speak your tale. Wait, wait, let's hear about how she had to ride to school. So, yes, we can we can tell that story afterwards. Oh, there's more? Oh, yeah. I thought the tomato. Oh, no, no, no. I, I kind of got sidetracked. But my mom had two little yappy dogs for, like, six years. And every single day that she would bring me to school, she would put them in the car with us. And you knew the moment that I rolled up to school because they would just start yapping at everybody. And then my PE teacher would like do carpool like he would open the door for all the kids and it was really sweet but he thought one day it would be hilarious to start barking back at them oh gosh so this happened probably for three years every single time I would walk into school there would be dogs yapping my PE teacher also barking Barking. at the car and then no it was like a spotlight on me like I had a target on me every single time I walked into school and I remember I was so embarrassed I you know those stories about kids being embarrassed of their parents whenever they're teenagers, like dropping them off like around the corner? Yeah. I-, I got to that point. Oh, I was God. like, Mom, drop me off. Like, Who's I- going to be the most embarrassing parent of the three of us? I think it's going to be me. It's totally going to be you. You're like going to call out your children. I'm going to humiliate my child. It's going to be fun for you. It will be. Torture. Oh, gosh. But yeah. Okay. Let's segue into the... It's time. Into the story. Being late. Yeah. So... Whenever we were little, me, Ellie, we actually went to a lot of camps together. We did. That's weird to think about. We did a lot of camping. Not really real camping. This was a sailing camp. Yeah. Nautical girls. Yeah. So we didn't find our man with a boat, but we we can rig the boat. Veronica (laughs) and I both lived in boathouses by where our summer camp for sailing was. And 
we didn't carpool because Veronica had a little agenda up her. That's not true. I need to speak my truth. You need to speak your truth. So Betsy and me had a very interesting friendship whenever we were children. I was a year younger than Betsy, and I feel like I was your little experiment sometimes. Guinea pig. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is probably how you're going to treat your children. Like you. (laughs) I hope not. Which I have so many other stories, but. Took to the ground. One day, I show up to sailing camp, and we had been in it for, like, what, two weeks, three weeks? And you confided in me what you were doing. I did not confide in you You confided in me while you were late. That's not true. You think I made it up? Yes. Okay, let's yes. just hear, the, let's hear her side. I get to sailing camp, and the boat isn't rigged. Usually it was because I was always late. Like, I lived across the street, and my mom still could not drive me. Like, you had to drive around a bend, so, like, I couldn't walk. So I show up. Everybody's just sitting, arms crossed, off the boat, staring at me. And Eating I'm candy. like, yeah, I'm like, what is happening? Forrest is pissed. Forrest is our sailing camp instructor. Forrest looks at me dead in the eyes. I've never seen anger, like just fury. Just fumes. She goes, do you get on the boat? I'm like, okay. I get on the boat. And if you guys like don't know this, I was such a shy, like just quiet, quiet child. Sensitive. Very sensitive. Very. Yeah. Cried at the drop of a hat. No, actually, like I like couldn't sleep over at people's houses because I would just sob. Mm -hmm. We would have to give her Benadryl to make her go to sleep when she would sleep over. (laughs) And like, I was such a scaredy cat, little shy kid. And it's so funny because I'm so extroverted now. My like, mom would drug you with Benadryl. Yeah, my mom would tell people to do it. <laughs> my mom Drugger. would tell people to give me Benadryl. So well, that we I, did. Yeah. So okay. anyway. Anyway, she's, she's sad. Yeah. So I get on this boat and Forrest is like, rig the boat. All by myself. Like an eight-year-old. <laughs> Bullied the night. And of course, I hadn't been there. You didn't know what you were doing. I didn't know how to do it. So I'm, like, holding ropes. I'm, like, trying to, like, tie things. Like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I I will never forget the— Yes, yes! I have the image of you sobbing, cranking it up. And, like, I felt bad at that point. I I did feel bad. But you did confide in me. You said, my mom said that if I'm late, I won't have to rig the boat. And, like, no one likes rigging the boat. So we were rigging it, and I was like— this is bull. I didn't say it was bullshit, but I'm like, this is nuts. Like, why does Veronica not have to? She's always late because she doesn't want to rig the boat. And Forrest goes, what? And I was like, she does it on purpose. Her and her mom have are scheming. No, you were scheming. I was not scheming. I did not say that. I feel like Betsy might have come up with that in her head. No. Either way. I was so embarrassed all the time that I was late. So, like, there's no way that I would have said that. But, like, who wants to rig the boat? Obviously, I would miss that if I could. Yeah. Well, now I'm like mad that I don't know how to rig a boat. Like, I, know, I wish that cool I could that just be? like get out on a sailboat and like yeah. knew what I was doing. I think that'd be really sexy and hot. It, like a drift. Have you seen a drift? Yeah. A drift. Yeah. A drift. Yeah. Also, I don't know if I've like retold this story in a while, but one time Betsy and her friends I'm scared. scared me I'm scared. I to know. eat an entire lemon. Like, not. Just like the lemon inside, like I had to like eat the peel. Like I was an actual was this at the human. Boathouse? Yes, uh-huh, I remember it. I was an actual a- human science experiment. experiment. Yeah. Well, my first experience with Betsy, speaking of lemons and sailors, was I went over to play at Veronica's <laughs> house because, like, you know, we were in the same class, whatever. So I'm playing at Veronica. She's like, "You want to go to Betsy's?" I'm like, "Not really." <laughs> like, okay, no, so, not really. So we walked down the street to Betsy's boathouse and like there's a basement and I really wasn't like friends with Betsy at this point. 
because of I was scary. I was I was a scary kid. And I was kind still of am. like I was a little bit like timid too in the beginning of my life. And so like whatever, we go downstairs to the basement and Betsy's like, We're playing chips and sours and I'm the captain. And so like Veronica and I obviously have to like obey. And she is she is running us ragged. Like I just remember like sweating, like actual sweat. Running you guys all around. Like, you know, when you're little and just like your clothes are sticking to your body. It was like that. And I was so thirsty. Like, I remember we were in this basement. I'm just like, are we ever going to get out? Like, sweating, dying oh, of thirst. Betsy, at some point, I think, like, taped Veronica to the Oh, oh, yeah. I was about to get into that. That basement is, like, my it, personal hell. It is. It's like, it's like the dungeon. Like, it was Betsy's lair. <laughs> it was your lair. That's where I ate the lemon, too. Yes, I'm humiliated. Exactly. So, so I'm like, oh, my God. Like, is this ever going to end this torture? I'm dying of thirst. Betsy reaches into the little mini fridge, cracks open, like, and, you know, like, there is nothing better than a fresh, ice-cold, minute-made yellow lemonade. Like, she cracks the puppy open, and I'm like, oh, thank God, there's liquid. That's so nice. And she just <laughs> dumps it on her head, just pours it. Like, it's just... Kids like, are fucking like a, crazy. It was like a Gatorade commercial. It was like a Gatorade commercial in the basement. And she's just like basking in it like you know like <laughs> that is like the biggest form of birth control i've ever heard in my life i don't believe this happened it's, oh it happened like i have it locked in core memory trauma i must have gotten sticky yeah that's the other thing i'm like wait she has like sugar just like crusted in her hair now like it was terrifying um, i don't think i ever went back well I'm going to tell the duct tape story because that really I'm going to get arrested after this. <laughs> I'm going to get arrested. This really deserves its own moment. This is so bad. So I was at Betsy's lair, the basement. <laughs> in the lair. And her dad had a boathouse, which if you guys don't know what a boathouse is, it's basically like an apartment on stilts, like in a marina. So it's like not an actual boat. It's just an apartment. Mm -hmm. So. I'm in her lair at the boathouse, and her dad said that he was going to go to rallies, which is like checkers in New Orleans. Um, I don't know why it's called something different there. I think we have checkers, too. That's weird. Yeah. They're just like twins. Sisters. Anyway, he goes to get a burger, and it was right across the street. Like, it was not far at all. By the time he comes back, I am duct taped to the ground. Like, I can't. Like, there's duct tape on my mouth. My I legs. Did your mouth too? All my limbs. Was it on your eyes? It was all over me. I remember. Why did you let me do it, Veronica? You, your stepmom had to literally rip the duct tape off of the hair on my arms. I remember like sobbing. But your dad, I have never I seen somebody laugh so hard. I am literally like I look like a pig on the ground, like ready to be broiled. Roasted. Yes. So and I didn't get punished for this. I said no. No. Just running Tasmanian devil. They were cracking up. I mean, they loved if it. I were to walk in and see just a child like duct taped to the ground, like it would probably give me a lot of like happiness. I gave know? them their laugh for the week. They probably had a lot to deal with with us. I can't imagine. They were probably well, yeah. at the boathouses, they they're all set up in a way that it's like boom, 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 boom. 
And we had about 10 boathouses between us. But Veronica and I thought that the world was ours and that we could do whatever we wanted. So instead of like going out and walking on the street like normal people do to go visit their friends, we would jump from balcony to balcony and then like knock on the window. And people just got used to it because we were so cute and sweet. They're like, oh, they're harmless. It's those girls again. Yeah. They're just jumping around it's, from vine to vine. It's Tasmanian devil and her little sidekick. A little sidekick. I was a sidekick. Running amok. I was a sidekick. Isn't that weird that, like, you remember these certain memories and they just stick with you? And sometimes it's, like, the most random things. It's like, why was I so traumatized? It's kind of weird how we all have, like, had the same experiences but, like, remember things differently. Like, you don't remember telling me about rigging the boat. And I don't... (laughs) You don't remember dumping Minute Maid on your head. I don't. I feel like I'm going to be on my deathbed and you're going to, like, whisper in my ear, like, Veronica. And I'm just, I'm going to go out. Like, that'll be like, you know, but I'll at be the fine. End of the day, as much as I tortured you, like, I did love you. Like, I wasn't like, why would I make you? I don't know. Maybe I was, I was kind of crazy. I think we needed it. It was such a character developing thing. It was for, for me. the plot. Yeah. It was all, it was all part of the plot. Line. It was for the plot line. God's we wouldn't plan. be able to have this if those things wouldn't have happened. Exactly. Like, the source of entertainment. Plot line. I would have massive anxiety sometimes whenever I was going to your house, but I kept going back. Yeah, you. We it hung like out almost drug, every day. Like a bad drug. You're you like, had to get your fix. Maybe it'll be good this time. Maybe it'll be good. No, I was your little drug. Yeah. Still can't shake me. I know, right? Crazy. I think I cried a lot you as did. a kid, so that I don't have to cry anymore. It's, I don't. It I don't remember the last time I cried. I think it's good to cry. I think it's actually really good to cry because it's kind of just like a release of emotion. Yeah. So I love crying. Yeah, I feel so good. I had to watch a sad movie to cry. Glass like, of wine. It's and hard cry. to make myself cry. So, but I think it's good to get it out because later on, you know, it'll just bundle in there. Do y'all like, want to cry later? Like, I can make you cry, Veronica. If you really need to cry, I, I don't think I we need to bring back kid Betsy. But do y'all like to like look dark when you were younger? Did you like to like watch yourself crying in the mirror? Yes. Oh my God. Like it was with a song playing in the background. Oh my God. It was with so, music. And, and just, like my mom would like come in and see me just like having a meltdown in front of the mirror and just be like, she's watching herself. Like she's putting on a show for herself. Like this is. And the Oscar goes to. Oh my God. She's so good. Oh my God. With like Adele playing. We should cry. I, I could make myself cry right now, I bet. Okay. Should we all try and make ourselves cry? I'm trying. I don't think I can. I'm really trying. Look, I have some tears coming. Oh my look, gosh. Wait, look, look. So proud of you. That inner child. If I if I really could push a little harder, I don't want to mess up my makeup. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think we should all cry together. I would love if that. If you're listening, it's time to cry. All right, everybody. One, two, three. Cry. Go stalk an ex. See what they're up to. Oh, God. Let's not. I'll bring it, bring it up. Bring Not it up. really. Yeah, kind of makes me laugh. If I stalk an ex, it makes me giggle. Cause I, like, yeah, I have a great ex. Like, I wouldn't look back and be like sad looking at his stuff. I'm nothing happy for him. I'm not missing anything. Yeah. So when I was in ninth grade, I came down to breakfast. My mom made biscuits and eggs. It was my brother, pal, my stepdad, and my mom. And I threw my hair up in a bun when I woke up. I had just gotten my license the night before. I went and hung out with the boys. Y'all know the one that gave it to me. My uh, my St. Paul's lover. And I saw him recently. Uh, good kid. I hope he's doing okay. Yeah. But anyway, yes, it was his. It was he was the culprit. And the vampire. Everybody's face when I came around the corner, and I didn't know. I was like, "What's everyone looking at?" And then I remembered. I went upstairs and I just started like, I 
like just like trying to make the blood move around. It was humiliating. I got my car taken away for a hickey. Yeah. For a little suckle. A little suckle on my neck. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time without a car. It was like the the it was the worst punishment. It was the punishment of all punishments. Was the car and the phone. Take away your car and your phone, yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd have to like Facebook message. I don't even know. Send a carrier pigeon. The, Did that, y'all ever have y'all ever like had your parents see a hickey on your neck before, or is that just me? I think it's just been. I, it hasn't happened to me. I feel like my mom wouldn't point it out, you know. But ninth grade's a little young. Yeah, but like that's when it should happen. Not any older. That's when it should happen. It still happens. It does. People that, you know, some people just bruise easier. If somebody gave me a hickey at this point in my life, I would never talk to them again. Probably not. An ick? Ew. Yeah. Ew. How does that just happen on accident? Like, That's I what feel I'm like saying. it takes a lot of effort. Guys who give hickeys are doing it on purpose. They like want, it's like peeing on a fire hydrant. Yeah. They want that mark there. They're like marking their territory. I don't know. I do think some people get them easier than others, though. It's kind of like cold sores. <laughs> you either have them or you don't. I don't know. Well, any last words? Moises Ares, if you did tune in, I just want to say it was seeing you last night. I didn't know that you would bring me such joy, but you did. And also, Veronica, thank you for having us. I was going to say, let's direct this, this thanks is to Veronica. So fun. And I'm so proud of you. Like, you. you've come from being the girl that was duct taped to the ground to now you're running multiple businesses rising star you're launching this podcast i'm so touched that you wanted us to join you on your first time and i'm just really proud of you this is like just sitting here and looking at you like the woman you've become while we talk about the child that you used to be is just like crazy the tears are coming now oh my gosh here we go i know you know like we're talking about how you were just this kid but like really you're here and you're this like boss lady who is a CEO killing it would never let anyone taper to the ground <laughs> could probably rig a boat if you really needed to if rig you it had to. if you had to do it you would do it with a smile on your face like cranking it up you would crank that soldier Just boy wait, waiting for her tomato sandwich to come in the bag so it wouldn't get soggy yeah. but you're doing great Veronica and this has been really fun so and fun. I love you so much yeah, I love you guys it's so crazy because we really have been with each other through like so many different walks of our lives like we had elementary school and summer you know, camp, summer camp, camp sailing, sailing camp. camp. Um, College. You guys actually Gosh. worked with me through my social media agency, like yeah. separately, which is so cool. I feel like seeing you guys from like a business perspective too, like is so cool. Like I think you guys are both so well-rounded and that's why I thought you would be the perfect guest to have on. Oh my God, Veronica, wait. This podcast, we're recording it on 11-11. Oh, my gosh. Make a wish, oh. everyone. Y'all, make a wish. This is so, oh, I could cry. I'm just so emotional. We're so getting a martini out. after this, correct? Oh. oh, we're totally getting a martini. Yeah, sorry, guys. We have to go because we have to get We have yeah. to go get some Hammered. blue cheese stuffed martinis. Time to party in the Big Apple with my friends. So my hangovers lately have been unfucking real I always tend to drink a little more this time of year. The holidays and reuniting with friends and family is always something to celebrate. And boy, have I been celebrating. Lots of martinis, lots of champagne. And I absolutely hate feeling like I'm wasting a day feeling ill and like a piece of literal filth. I feel like when I'm hungover, I try literally everything. Hydrating, supplements, sweating it out, sleeping it off. 
which as of lately has not done the trick whatsoever. Which is why I am so glad that I found out about Next Day. Next Day is not just another one of those gimmicky hangover relief companies. I've tried them on two separate occasions recently where I felt absolutely terrible and have had immediate relief. It's like an IV in a cup. Next Day is a natural, great-tasting hangover relief bevy that alleviates the symptoms of hangovers and provides a pick-me-up whenever you need. With the superhero of hangover recovery, DHM, along with B6, a blend of B vitamins, vitamin C, D, E, zinc, and magnesium, a small dose of natural caffeine, which is about a Diet Coke's worth, and only 35 calories, it treats nausea, dehydration, headaches, lowered immunity, and so much more. I love sipping mine with some ice in a nice glass. Fresh in the morning, it just feels lovely and so much needed. Plus, they're a DC-originated company with deliveries in under 30 minutes. That's crazy. In DC, Atlanta, Chicago, Philly, Baltimore, Nova, and Alexandria. And you can get 15% off your order or delivery from next day by using code VERONICA on their site. That's code V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A, Veronica, for 15% off your order so you can wave goodbye to your hangovers and give you instant relief on your next night out. You'll thank me later. <laughs> 